535 heading south to Laredo. About to pick us some pounds so we can make us some queso. No luggage in the trunk, just me and Saki. Headed back down to Texas, now we serving these What's up and welcome to the I-35 Sports Connection. It's Mila. And it's your boy, AAA. And it was not a good weekend for our NFL teams. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. I had to think about that for a second, yeah. and then I was like, yeah, it really wasn't. And also our college team, K-State won, but we also got yeah. bad news. So I think I think what we'll do is we'll start off the show, we'll talk about the good news, bad news for K-State, and then we'll go into, is it time to panic for the Cowboys, mm-hmm. what to make of the Chiefs' loss, and then how LeBron's latest title affects Luka. Okay. Uh, so let's hit it with K-State. All right. Are you uh, going to talk about the EMA? I'm going to talk about, uh, you know, I'm going to save the EMA. Maybe we won't do it this time. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So, what does E mean again? The event that changed the game. The event that changed the game. Uh, I think we go with the defense and that interception return for a touchdown. Kind of, it gave K-State the breathing room. Up until that point, it was a one-score game the whole game. It was back and forth. No team really established that much dominance. But that that touchdown return, it, it got you that breathing room. Got you to 21-7. to It got you your freshman quarterback to finally be a little bit looser. The offense feeling, you know, a sigh of relief. And the defense making a play. Okay. You know, because we needed someone to make a play. Okay. Deuce also had a great game. Yeah. And, you know, that continues to be yeah. the theme of this would, year. Would we say he's the M, the MVP of the game? You know what? <sighs> yeah. Or do you think the, the backup quarterback? I think... Uh, I think the backup quarterback, just because yeah. of the way he kept his composure and was able to... Yeah. freshman, dude, and he's, like, killing it out here. Yeah, I mean, he did really good. I, I mean, heck, he had, you know, almost 90 yards rushing, 117 passing. So, you know, let's let's give him a little bit of love right there. All right, he gets the M. What about the A, the audible? Man, you know, I'm actually going to go a little bit different on the audible, Just because I also want to throw some love towards our special teams. Every single game this year, we've blocked a kick. Mm -hmm. Special teams U is in full effect. So whatever they're noticing as far as like the special teams coaching staff on, you know, what to do, it's working. Like they're noticing something from the other teams. They know either when to stack, where to rush, what gap to go through. So, like, whatever audibles they're calling what, from what they're seeing on film. <laughs> those or, are the audibles. Those are the audibles because it is, it is. I mean, I think I have better shot of getting struck by lightning at this point than blocking a kick, <laughs> you know, every game this That's year. Fair. So, I'm going to give them that. All right. And then W is, was it, what changed? What went right what, and yes, what went wrong. Went I promise you, by the end of the season, I will know this acronym much better. I know, better. I know. Where are you at on this? Where are you I'm at just, on this? I don't know. Normally, I'm numerically dyslexic, but now I'm like dyslexic, dyslexic. I know. I just It, it just hurts me. All that, right. That, so what went right? I would say the backup quarterback and Deuce Vaughn, they, yeah. you know, the chemistry is good there. Yeah. I mean, if, if the, the MVP was the quarterback, then Deuce Vaughn is what continues to be right mm-hmm. for K-State. Yeah. You know, he's the difference maker. The shake he's, and make, baby. Yeah. We talked about we needing a big play. And mm-hmm. once again, Deuce Vaughn steps up. All right. So what went wrong? Well, you know, in this one, it's kind of hard to 
to pinpoint what went wrong. So I'm going to take it just a little bit out there because you, you beat a team that, like I said in the pit stop, was the, the ghost of K-State pass. <laughs> it was a, a running quarterback, sure. uh, a, a, a Colin Klein light type of quarterback versus a, a former K-State um, alumni mm-hmm. in uh, Patterson. Patterson. So that's not what went wrong. What went wrong is that you lost Skylar Thompson for the year. It's official. Yeah. So that really hurts. You know, losing the news. Why? Uh, he ha- he just went underwent surgery, so he he's done. Um, surgery for what? You're being vague and sketch. Well, I'm not the one who's being sketch. Uh, yeah. The news is just something in the upper body. So something. you want sketchiness, you take it up with <laughs> Skylar or K-State or the Big 12. Hopefully he didn't get his lung punctured by a doctor. Like, what's his face? Oh, Tyrod? Yeah. Oh, all right. So all in all, it's, what's very interesting about this is that now you're in a situation where Farmageddon is potentially going to be for the Big, Big 12. 12 championship, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Because like if you if you look at the Big Twelve standings right now, K State undefeated, Iowa State undefeated, Oklahoma State undefeated. But imagine K- where we could have been if we didn't lose to Arkansas State. Very true. But we are Ugh. we are in the top twenty five now. But twenty two. It's very hard when you had like fifteen players out in that first game for yeah. COVID. So we'll skip that. Now let's talk about a team that I want to know. Are you hopeful? Because K-State, it started off as a little bit of a bummer, but now I'm very hopeful on how the season's going to end mm-hmm. and, and where we can go. But I want to talk about the Cowboys. You won. Uh, uh, you're first pretty. place in the division. Um, the half dumpster a, fire, you mean. <laughs> but like we talked about, we wanted to beat the Giants by double digits, and you, yeah. you barely won. You won by a last-second kick. And it was like bad coaching by them. Yeah, and you lost Zeke. So, Or not, not lost Dak. Zeke, lost Dak. Are you yeah. hopeful about what the Cowboys can do? Are you are you thinking uh, Andy Dalton can be John Kitna? Or is he going to be a Kyle Orton slash Brandon Whedon and, and not be able to, to, to get the Cowboys to where they need to be? Well, first off, I want to say start by saying prayers up to Dak Prescott. That was a gnarly ankle roll. To me, it didn't look that bad. And then I saw the replay and I go, ooh. Okay, it reminded me of bad. Gordon Hayward uh, yeah, on the, the Celtics. Foot. Yeah, I hope he didn't puncture skin, but he went straight into surgery like that night. Um, you know, this is a shitty situation. He's almost getting Tony romo I mean, he got his job because Tony Romo got injured. Is Dalton going to have that same path? And to me, that, that sucks in a way because Dak is like the heart and soul of our team. You know, he like... He's the great guy in the locker room. He's positive. And I think losing that piece is going to be, it's going to be felt. I mean, I, th- I thought it was huge. Zeke getting that touchdown right after was like, yeah, no, we're in this for him. So I'm hoping that they continue to play with that spirit. Um, and I, I want to just stop right there real quick okay. of uh, continuing to play with that spirit. And and I don't give Jerry Jones much credit, but I will give him credit. Yeah. He learned. Cooper Rush wasn't the backup. Andy Dalton right. was. And he came in with a confident attitude, yes. gunslinging, making throws, and, and really didn't let Dak go out. Mm-hmm. Like he, he wanted to win it for Dak, and you could tell. Yeah. And, you know, Jerry Jones said some great things about him. So I, I thought that was good. Um, I'm hopeful in a sense that Andy Dalton is probably the best backup quarterback in the league. I, I don't really think that you can argue with that. I think that he'll be able to step in. I don't know if he'll be near the level of John Kitna because I'll forever love John Kitna, but 
I think he'll be close, but it's it's. I don't know. I'm very conflicted because part of me is like, yeah, Andy Dalton, let's go, let's go on this run, let's let's get her done, let's win this championship. And then part of me is like, oh shit! Like, if he does it, what's gonna happen with with Dak? And like, ugh, I know it's just business, but like, mm. Cowboys are first place. Are they the favorite in this division? <sighs> to you now that Dak is out, or? I still think he's much better than Dan uh, Dan Jones. Yeah, I think that. Alex Smith took the field too. I do want to say yeah. that that was super awesome to see. You know, they might be rivals, but like go watch Alex Smith E60. It was fantastic. Very gruesome, but fantastic to watch. So kudos to him. If Alex Smith comes back like Alex Smith pre-broken leg, I think that we should be really scared. And I wanted to ask you about that because... Last time Alex Smith was in a Washington Reds or a Washington football team uniform, Dude, he cleaned house. They were in first place in the division. Yeah. And his last few seasons in Kansas City, they were winning the division. Mm-hmm. This all this guy does is win. Yeah. So I, I would be scared there. Um I didn't get to watch any of that Washington game, so I really don't know how long he played. Didn't really look at the stats. Um, I'm also not scared of Philadelphia. So I think that, yeah, we can come away with the division. Do I feel great and super confident about us even doing that? Not really, because we're going to win by like stupid shit. Like it's really a dumpster fire. It's not great football to watch. So I, I think you at some point we're going to have to find out in these next few games if mm-hmm. the Van Der Reshes and, you know, the banged-up DeMarcus and Randy Gregory mm-hmm. coming off a of suspension, if they're actually going to make an impact when they're back. Yeah, Randy Gregory should be back the next game, I think. Yeah, so if though you you need to hope that those players can make an impact when they return or this season is going to be lost. Yeah. Uh, at least that's my opinion. I mean, I think we'll still win the division, but... Yeah, like okay, cool. You you get to the first round and you lose there. Like that really doesn't set us up for success. Yeah. So you're still picking the Cowboys to win the division. Yeah. We'll, stand by that. Will Dak be the starting quarterback for the Cowboys next year? What does your gut tell you? Man, I think yes, and only literally only because he hasn't gotten paid, so it's not. I mean, I guess this would be the time to let him go, but I just feel like when you're the heart and soul of a team. Yeah, because he's tagged. You can let him go and it won't hurt you. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I, I guess Romo was also the heart and soul of the team, but he didn't have the 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 fan support. So I, I don't know. That's a tough one. I'm going to say yes, but it's not going to be a very confident yes. Okay. I don't know how to feel about this. Now my stomach's all in knots. Uh, well, while you're while you're unknotting your stomach, I'll go into the Chiefs. And, you know, I'll, I'll make this very quick. The Chiefs had won 13 straight games. They'd been dominating the division. And what we talked about on the pit stop, if you listened, was the fact that the Raiders weren't giving any bulletin board material to the Chiefs. I think the Raiders were confident. I think that's why uh, Carr said what he said about, hey, it's not a rivalry because we haven't won a game. They knew something. They saw something, and they exploited it. Yeah, They saw the Chiefs cheating on the tight end. They saw the Chiefs cheating on the run game, and you know what you did? You took your speed demon, and you beat the Chiefs deep for multiple Mm -hmm. big big, big plays. And if you're a Chiefs fan, you know, this is kind of what we saw last year when we weren't able to pressure the quarterback. You know, when Chris Jones wasn't fully Chris Jones or when Chris Jones wasn't 
you know, in the game or when Frank Clark was still learning the defense and not mm-hmm. getting to the quarterback. You know, this is kind of what we saw. We were susceptible to big plays. And Brashad Breland's first game back, you know, Thornhill still getting back. You know, you're you're in a situation where this is going to happen, and, and Carr's a good quarterback. The Raiders are a good team. They're top five as far as points per per drive in the NFL. So this is going to happen. Now the thing is how is how you bounce back against a very good Buffalo team next week. Mm-hmm. And that will kind of tell you what type of Chiefs team you are right now. Rivalry games are always trap games, so I'm not too concerned. Yeah, and I think, honestly, it, it bodes well for the Chiefs that they already lost. Like, good, get it out of the way. Don't build on that pressure and start over. Start yeah, here. you aren't going to go 16-0. and Yeah, I, I honestly, I would never want to go 16-0. and The key is how you respond into this Buffalo game that we're, we're, we'll talk about on the pit stop later, but that team's designed to beat you. Mm-hmm. Now... Let's go into what I want to talk about, and I'll, I'll just spend the last few minutes of this podcast on is LeBron James. You know, okay. just won a championship with his third Congrats. team. And they did it for Kobe. Yeah, and <laughs> what I'm going to start off with just little like my description of who LeBron is in basketball terms mm-hmm. and why he's kind of an enigma as far as like is he a goat? Is he not? I still think MJ's the goat. You know, I still have Kobe ahead of him, but. I, I want to go into this and then I want to go so into <laughs> kind of how LeBron is a different category than everybody and then how that affects Luca. Okay. So, but LeBron to me is the first of his kind. He's the first of a self-employed mercenary in the NBA. LeBron okay. is the first NBA mercenary that's self-employed. And I'm going to go into this. So usually mercenaries in the NBA, the best the best examples I can give you in recent times are Kawhi Leonard for Toronto, mm-hmm. Rasheed Wallace for Detroit. You add them uh, during that championship run, right? Those mm-hmm. were mercenaries to me, but they were all GM initiated mercenaries. LeBron is your first self-employed mercenary. And this changed as far as like his mindset on how he wanted to become this during that Boston series, you know, in his first run in Cleveland when he walked off the court. Okay. So he took everything into his own hands at this time. And when I'm talking about LeBron being a mercenary, I'm not talking about on the court. This is strictly LeBron choosing his destination, becoming the GM, choosing his coach. When he left Cleveland, he went to Miami. He chose the team. He chose the coach. Basically no big name coach, Eric Sprosser young at the time. Pat Riley chose him, but it was someone that LeBron could have input with. LeBron was going to have input with Greg Popovich if he went to like San Antonio. Okay. So he went with his team. He built his team, got players to sign that he wanted. Mm-hmm. Ended up winning a couple rings. Lost to San Antonio. Miami's in cap hell. LeBron leaves. He doesn't have to do the rebuild because LeBron doesn't want to have to waste time on the rebuild. What does he do next? Right. He goes to Cleveland. They have a young Kyrie Irving. He tells them to flip a pick that's supposed to be Andrew Wiggins for Kevin Love. Dude, if LeBron's ever a GM, he's going to be genius. Well, this is it's genius for the short term, right? Because LeBron I mean, builds yeah, his team for the short term. He puts the team in cap hell with bad Tristan Thompson deals and stuff, but he knows he's not going to be there for the long term. He's using it strictly good point. to get what he needs which is straight mercenary of him to get the ring as soon as possible because he knows he's not going to be there for the long term. So put mm-hmm. all your chips in. What does he do next? You know, hey, he, uh, 
He beats Golden State. Golden State said Kevin adds Kevin Durant. He knows that Cleveland is no longer viable to beat that type of a Golden State team because they don't have the flexibility anymore. Bye-bye Cleveland. Go to LA. All the money in the world. No long-term contracts for LA. His first year there, they're freeing up money, freeing up money, freeing up money. Mm -hmm. They miss on Paul George, but they get AD. And now he builds his other championship team. And so he's the first of the NBA's self-employed mercenaries. Now, well, go ahead. And then I'll ask my question. There's one other player who's trying to follow this path, and that's Kevin Durant. Right. It's just not working out for him. We don't know yet. We don't know yet, right? He left OKC because he saw he couldn't get the ring there. He went to Golden State, got his two rings. Now he's in uh, Brooklyn with Kyrie. Is it going to work out for him? I don't know. Now the question is, is LeBron setting up the new trend? Or is LeBron and Kevin Durant kind of the only ones doing it? Because there's going to come a time where Luka's going to have to make that decision. Mm -hmm. And if you remember, Luka's looked up to two players. It's Dirk who stayed in Dallas forever, and it's LeBron. Which, <laughs> Yeah, which path is he going to follow? Is he going to be a LeBron self-employed mercenary going to the situation that best suits him for a ring? Or is he going to stay in Dallas like Dirk did and trust the GM to build you the team that you need? Because it didn't work out for Dirk in the second half of his career. Yeah, I, I still think he's probably going to follow that Dirk path, but that's what, what my question was going to be. Like, what do you think he's going to do? So. You got to it before I did. That's the ultimate question. And so like, that's what I think, you know, that's also how it's kind of hard to judge LeBron sometimes too, as far as like, you know, Jordan had to go through rebuilds. Bird had to go through rebuilds. Kobe had, but LeBron got to skip that, but he also had the shittiness of the first half of his Cleveland career. So it's just real interesting. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's very bright of him, high NBA IQ to go that path. So I'm curious to what you guys think. Uh, let me know at, I-35 Sports CXN. And check out the pit stop. See you guys. Bye.